0: Welcome to Finding Pelvic Sanity. If you're struggling with pelvic pain, pelvic floor dysfunction, or pregnancy and postpartum issues, you're in the right place. These issues are common, but not something that you have to live with. We've seen the most complex patients from all over the world at Pelvic Sanity in Southern California. You might be feeling frustrated, embarrassed, or dismissed by the medical community, often for years. We know just how tough that can be and we want to help you find pelvic sanity again.
1: We're Jesse and Dr. Nicole Cozine. Together we run Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy, wrote the IC solution, and Nicole has trained thousands of pelvic PTs to provide better care. We want this podcast to provide hope and get you on the path to healing.
0: Thousands of people with pelvic health issues find relief and live healthy, happy, and pain-free lives. And so can you. Let's get started.
1: Hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Finding Pelvic Sanity podcast with Jesse and Dr. Nicole Cozine. Hey, Nicole. Hello. Talking today about a really interesting subject here, Nicole, about how many different symptoms pelvic floor dysfunction can cause. I think people are often really surprised and really shocked, frankly, by the just the, how wide-ranging the symptoms are that pelvic floor dysfunction can actually cause. And I think it leads to this assumption that, oh, maybe a lot of different things are wrong, or people focusing on the thing that happens to be hurting and not really seeing that common denominator. So we wanted to run through some of the potential symptoms that you guys might be feeling that are coming from the pelvic floor. Now, the pelvic floor is not the only potential cause of these symptoms, so other things can be going on, or it can be a combination of other things and the pelvic floor, but if you're starting to see multiple types of symptoms like this, Nicole... The pelvic floor is usually the common denominator.
0: Absolutely. And so one of the reasons why this is challenging for a traditional medical provider to diagnose is because they don't get a ton of training in the pelvic floor and what all of the symptoms that the pelvic floor can cause. They also don't get a lot of training in what the pelvic floor actually does in a day-to-day basis. And so they are tending to look down at more of what you're telling them and don't commonly think about the pelvic floor as this common denominator. And I can tell you that many of the patients that come into Pelvic Sanity, which is our pelvic floor physical therapy clinic in Orange County, like the people that come in that are the most scared, the people that are like, oh my gosh, I have you know if we've listed out all of these on a piece of paper and they're circling the majority of them they're like oh my god something must be really wrong with a lot of of areas of my body this is really scary i don't know what's going on help me and really at the end of the day some of the ways that i sit down and talk to people about this is that hey you know i understand that that's scary and that it seems like a lot of things are happening and a lot of problems are arising in various areas of your body but let me offer a- another way to look at it and it's like if we have a area like the pelvic floor that's primarily muscles and also have some nerves and ligaments and stuff if that is the thing that's causing all of the symptoms and we really have one thing to focus on that can affect all of the different symptoms that you are describing. And so it's not that you have 17 things going on, it's that you have one thing going uh, going on that's causing 17 other symptoms. And and really at the end of the day, your pelvic floor is just trying to get your attention. And so it's causing a bunch of other symptoms trying to get you to pay attention to this one thing that that very frequently gets overlooked. So I hope that that can be comforting to some folks, that it's not a million and one things happening. It might just be the one pelvic floor thing. And we start there and see what happens and see what goes away and what stays. And then we can kind of make our treatment sessions a little bit more targeted from there.
1: Right. And Occam's razor, right? The simplest solution, all else being equal, is likely correct. Is it more likely that all of a sudden, now something's wrong with your bladder lining, and you've got a hip issue, and you've started to have pain with intercourse, and you've got some pain shooting down your leg, and you have started to get incontinence. Is it more likely that those are five different things, or that that's one pelvic floor issue that's manifesting in a lot of different ways, the way Nicole's talking about, because it is so complex? So, Nicole, this is going to be a long laundry list. I don't know if anyone's ever actually put a, together a list, I've never seen it, of all of the different symptoms that the pelvic floor can be causing and involved with. So let's hit this. Let's start with pain. It's really prevalent. And one of the ways, again, that the pelvic floor is telling you to pay attention.
0: Right. So all of this is just pelvic floor is telling you, hey, pay attention to me. There's something happening here. So we have three different categories of pain. We have pelvic pain, pelvic girdle pain, and sexual pain. So if we go down the list of pelvic pain type symptoms, you can have tailbone pain, any pain in any Genitals, whatever you have. Um, You can have some deep pelvic pain. You can have some throbbing pain. You can have pain in your butt muscles, so your glutes or your piriformis. You can have aching, burning, tingling, even itching can be a sign of pelvic floor muscles causing irritation to the nerves. You can have throbbing, uh, stabbing pain. You can have numbness or the feeling of that there's nothing there, numbness. You can have urethral-type burning. You can have feeling like you have a UTI. You can have bladder, actual pain. And then if we go into the pelvic girdle, which means if you take your your hands and put them on the tops of your hip bones, and then you kind of go down to like where your hip is a little bit, basically that whole area is called your pelvic girdle. That includes some things like low back pain. Uh, We mentioned tailbone pain before, but it can be there. Inner thigh pain hip pain, both in the front, the side, or the back, sciatica falls in there, SI joint pain. Then we move into like things like sexual pain. So there's pain with sexual, any sort of sexual activity, if it's uncomfortable, with penetrative intercourse, with orgasm, with arousal after an orgasm, problems with ejaculation or erection, p- pain with any of those types of sexual functionings, and or it flares your, so sexual activity will flare any other symptom that you're having. So that's a kind of just long laundry list of pain type symptoms that you might not think that are pelvic floor related, but they certainly can be.
1: So let's dive into some of the other ones, Nicole, as we get into other systems that the pelvic floor controls. You've got your bowels. And we actually did a study on this at Pelvic Sanity that 73% of people who came in with other issues, so pain, bladder stuff, Prolapse, anything else, had also had these bowel symptoms that most people didn't even think could be related, and certainly that their doctor had not pointed out to them might be related. So, constipation, pain with bowel movements, incomplete emptying, straining to empty, hemorrhoids, fecal incontinence, all of that stuff is dictated and controlled by the pelvic floor, and it's really common to have issues with those when you're having those um, you know, pelvic pain or, or issues in other areas of the pelvic floor.
0: Other super common bowel one is like fecal smearing. So if you're seeing a little bit of poo stripes in your underwear, that can be a sign of pelvic floor dysfunction. Yeah, so and also fecal urgency. So feeling like you have to poo like right now um is also another bowel concern that can cause by be caused by the pelvic floor. So now we're gonna move into bladder, blad things that could be related to the bladder, but can also be pelvic floor, is things like stress urinary incontinence, which is leaking of urine with jumping, laughing, coughing, sneezing, or lifting something, feeling like you can't completely empty your bladder, feeling like you have a UTI even though you test negative for it, urethral burning, burning in your bladder, slow or hesitant urinary stream a stream that's intermittent that feels like when you're you're going then it like stops and starts a lot feeling like you can't pee like you have a shy bladder urinary urgency, so feeling like you have to go all the time and then you go and it only comes out a couple of seconds, urinary frequency, where you physically go to the bathroom quite a lot, and something called nocturia, which is going to the bathroom at night frequently where it significantly interrupts your sleep.
1: And recurring UTIs is another one, thing, Nicole, that probably falls a little outside that category, but people often don't realize that that's also related to the pelvic floor. And think that that is often a trigger for symptoms that can also be dictated and caused by pelvic floor dysfunction, not allowing you to fully empty the bladder. So now we end up in the sexual category, Nicole, and this this runs the gamut basically of anything sexual function in both men and women is dictated by, in large part, by the pelvic floor.
0: Yeah, so we talked about sexual pain, but there's also decreased arousal premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction, inability to orgasm, hyperorgasmia, or feeling like you're on the verge of having an orgasm, which sounds fun on paper, but then also it's actually one of the more distressing symptoms that you can have. You can have things, basically these categories are understimulation or overstimulation, in addition potentially to any sort of pain that we discussed before.
1: And as Nicole said, it's also a very, very clear sign that pelvic floor dysfunction is playing a role when sexual function or sexual activity flares other symptoms that are going on, right? Because there's no reason for that other than the pelvic floor causing that stuff. And then we've got things like prolapse, Nicole, which is where you know, the pelvic floor muscles are unable to support the organs in the way that they're supposed to.
0: Right. So you can feel like you have some heaviness or pressure down onto deep in your pelvis. And then postpartum issues like scar tissue and um, things like a C section scar, irritation. And if you've had a tear during childbirth, that can also be the source of any or all of those things. That Diastasis
1: recti is another one that kind of isn't necessarily pelvic floor, but certainly interrelated and falls into that postpartum category. And then a lot of stuff going on too during pregnancy, Nicole, with you know pain, all of that stuff applies that we talked about already in pregnancy or pubic symphysis, pain above the pubic bone there. So all of that is basically the overview of what the pelvic floor can cause. Now, hopefully, like Nicole said, this laundry list seems intimidating. Most You shouldn't have all of these, we would hope, but it gives you like that common denominator. So if you're dealing with some of these and you're thinking, oh, I always thought that might be related or that thing started around the same time as my bladder pain, but I never really put the pieces together. Hopefully this helps you to kind of get that big picture of all the different things that the public floor can be responsible for.
0: Absolutely.
1: So- One of the things, Nicole, now that we've kind of gone through that laundry list, and I hope that gives you guys a little bit of peace of mind that addressing the pelvic floor can address all of those symptoms. So it's actually, even though it seems super complex, it's actually good news that one thing is causing all of this instead of, like you said, Nicole, 17 different problems that all cropped up at the same time. Can we just talk a little bit about how the hell does one small area of the body that most of us never thought about before there was an issue How does that cause so many different things?
0: Well, this is where I could talk about this for days and I will not, but this is where the pelvic rehab provider, pelvic PTs, pelvic OTs, like this is really our bread and butter. So a couple of things. Number one, the pelvis in general, the pelvic girdle, basically the the place between your knees and the tops of your hips That is your center of locomotion. If you are a walking human being, you are using your pelvic floor and all of the muscles around your pelvic floor. Your pelvic floor is part of your core system which involves your diaphragm, which helps you breathe, which connects all of your abdominal muscles to the lower half of your body. It is the center of locomotion, so you can't, literally cannot move your legs without your pelvic floor being involved. You also, quite interestingly, can't move your arms and lift and carry things without using your pelvic floor. So that, in and of itself, means that it's involved in literally everything we do if we're not moving and we're just sitting, we're literally sitting on our pelvic floor. If we're sitting you know, between our sit bones and our tailbone, that's the triangle of area. The space in between there is filled with our pelvic floor muscles, which is why so many people have pain with sitting or think that, oh my gosh, if I just sit down, it'll be better and then it makes things worse. The other thing is that a lot of nerves from your back and spine that go down and innervate your leg actually go through the pelvis and pelvic floor and or go through some of the muscles of your abdominal cavity which is can cause all of those things like irritated nerves cause things like aching, burning, tingling, throbbing, stabbing, numbness even if even if you can still feel it still but you're kind of like oh I don't really it's feeling weird those are called paresthesias So anything that where the sensation is altered, the nerves can cause that. Things like sciatica and the sciatic nerve literally runs through a muscle that's involved with your pelvic floor function. So just
1: to clarify for one second, Nicole, so what you're saying is when those muscles of the pelvic floor are tight and irritated, they can bother the nerves that run through there, which can then cause pain literally anywhere in the body that those nerves run.
0: Yes, exactly. The other thing that it happens and why this, these symptoms are so widespread is that the pelvic floor is just literally close to everything. It's close to your glutes. It's close to your genitals. It's close to your inner thighs. It's just physically close in proximity to things. It's close to organs. And so the opposite would be your finger is far away from things in the center of your body. Your finger pain really can't really affect anything else. But pelvic floor stuff is like if you think about what your center is – It really is close to like literally everything. One other thing that's interesting about the pelvic floor in general is that we're conditioned to pay attention when that's not going right. When things aren't going right in your pelvic floor, it controls bodily functions. And so when bodily functions that are necessary for us to live – are affected. We are programmed. Our brain is pre-programmed to pay attention to that more and send us alarm bells a lot more frequently than, say, if you if your toe hurts. So things like bowel, bladder function, procreation, like those when those systems are uh, having a problem. With the common denominator being your pelvic floor, your brain is wired to help you to pay attention to that more, so you fix that problem more. And then lastly, we touched on this a little bit, but the pelvic floor is literally, it's not just a clever name, it literally is the floor of your pelvis. It supports all of the organs of your abdominal and pelvic cavity. So all of your reproductive organs, your bladder, your prostate, your uterus, your ovaries, your bowels, like everything literally sits on your pelvic floor muscles. And so with all of those things put together, it's no it's actually quite a miracle that not everybody has pelvic floor dysfunction. And but it also can give us clues as to why it is so common. I think you know the statistics range from as little as 30% but as much as 60% of people will have a pelvic floor dysfunction problem at some point in their lives and so while it, you can kind of see hopefully now that because of all of those reasons we just listed that's why it's so involved in so many things is is because of what we just said
1: so I hope that gives you guys a sense of just how wide-ranging the symptom presentation can be, even if it has the same underlying why, the same thing that's going on within the pelvic floor. So if you've been thinking that you've got those symptoms and that they were you know, not related, or you have been kind of dealing with those in kind of the way that our medical system sometimes does in silos, oh, you're going to the GI doc for your bowel stuff, and you're going to the urologist for your bladder stuff, and you're going to a pain management person for your pain, Hopefully this gives you kind of that incentive to seek out a great pelvic floor therapist and be able to get to the underlying root of some of this stuff. So if you guys have questions about this or are wondering if your stuff is interrelated, we have a great online support group on Facebook, 5,000 plus of you guys in there. It's supportive. We monitor it. So the information there is positive and practical. You can just do that by searching on Facebook at Finding Pelvic Sanity and ask to join that group. We'll shoot you a free guide to the pelvic floor as well when you do that. But hopefully this has been helpful for you, giving you a little bit more clarity. And we are excited to be talking a little bit more and diving into some of these symptoms in future episodes. So we'll see you on the next episode.
0: And we hope that this episode has helped you find a little bit more pelvic sanity.